Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, believe it, by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Chime in. Y'all know where I'm at. Heat100radio.com. You can get me there. Audio. Also, you can get audio and video on Facebook. Sportswrap Podcast LLC is the group page on Instagram at Sportswrap CEO right there live as well. So get ready. We in it now. folks good morning good morning good morning what it do y'all what it do it is your boy sports rap ceo 
in the building. And like I just said, you know where I'm at. You know where we are. You know what we do. It is Monday morning. It is, let's see, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. Five days, if you will, into NBA free agency. So, you know, we got a lot to get to today. We're going to try, or I'm going to try and catch you all up on the happening so far. Uh, we're going to talk about some Sixers stuff. We're going to talk about some things that we feel like may have been a surprise, may not have been so much of a surprise, but nonetheless, we're going to get through it today. As always, you know where we start. Got to give you some scores. My guy, Cisco, good morning, good morning, good brother. Thank you for tuning in. As always, definitely uh, appreciate the support there. Um, all my people on IG, I'm waiting for y'all to get in. Y'all know what I do. Even Instagram, Facebook, you know I give y'all y'all shout out. So when y'all chime in, you know, when you wave at me on Instagram, I'll wave back and do what I do. So first, we're going to start off with some scores from Major League Baseball yesterday. The Twins fall to the Orioles 2-1. The Marlins fall to the Braves 6-3. The Phillies just don't bring enough late in the game. They fall to the Marlins 5-4. My guy, Mighty Robinson on IG, thanks for tuning in. Uh, excuse my pause and focus. I like to write all these names down so I can make sure I keep track of everybody that's tuned in and give them their proper shout-outs during the show and once I get off air. The Brewers get by the Pirates 6-3. And another close one, the Red Sox get by the Blue Jays 5-4. The Reds get by... Yeah, yeah, I am a little early, but, you know, it is what it is. I got a lot of stuff to get to today. We definitely got to talk this NBA free agency. August 4th, I got that in my calendar. Um, a little bit later on, just send me a text with all the details and everything so I can make sure I get all the information and get everything in my calendar. But I got that date, August the 4th. I'm writing it down right now, and I'll put it in my calendar soon. Uh, the Padres fall to the Reds 4-3. The Royals get by the Dodgers 9-1. The Cardinals beat the Yankees 5-1. In 10 innings, the, Garden, the Guardians get by the Cubs 8-6. The Astros beat the Rangers 5-3. In a somewhat lopsided game, the Tigers take the Rockies 14-9. Nathan, Phil, Nathan Phillips Williams, always a tuned in supporter. Thank you for tuning in. Good morning, good morning to you, good brother. Uh, the Tigers, that's the Tigers, take that one over the Rockies, 14-9. The White Sox get by the A's, 8-7. The Angels take the Diamondbacks, 5-2. Rays and Mariners, Mariners take that, 7-6. And the Mets get by the Giants, 8-4. Saturday, going back a little bit on the weekend, the USFL Championship Saturday, the Stallions take that game, 28-12, winning their second straight USFL title. So they won the first two titles since the re- since the reemergence of the USFL, the last two seasons, last season and this season, same team, Stallions have won both championships so far. In the WNBA yesterday, the Sparks and the Dream, the Dream take that 112-84. The Fever fall to the sky in a tight one, 87-89. The Mystics fall to the Wings, 89-72. And in the nightcap last night, the Seattle Storm fall to the Liberty, 81-66. Some news and some updates for you, and we're going to try and get through this stuff really, really quick. Because, like I said, we got a lot to talk about with some Sixers stuff, 
some more rumors, some speculations. And then, like I said, we're going to go through a lot of the activity from NBA free agency because I know you've seen some stuff. You've seen me post some stuff. And then there was some stuff that I got late into the game yesterday. And I said I'll save it for today because I knew I was going to do this show today. So, uh, let's see. Some news and some updates. Former tennis star, former number one tennis star, Carolina Wozniacki, um, is returning after a three-year retirement. J.J. Watt is set to join NFL on CBS for this upcoming season. Colin Kaepernick still vows to keep pushing and keep fighting to once again play in the NFL. The NFL has also suspended four players for gambling violations. Um, these punishments were handed down for four players. Um, they are all suspended indefinitely for betting on NFL games. And if you didn't know, the NFL also has um, stiffened up their um, regulations and policies and whatnot on uh, gambling so that they have more strict rules and stuff for that. NBA approves the new CBA uh, collective bargaining agreement. It may have an effect on this year's free agency and trades. So far, haven't really seen it have an effect, uh, but it kind of got signed into a, um, legislation, if you will, a couple of days before free agency actually started. But I'm sure it will be on the background. It will be there for the NBA to fall back on if they need to. Lowell Rich, uh, thanks for tuning in. Good morning, good morning to you as well. Uh, the Titans running back Hassan Haskins was arrested for strangling his girlfriend. Apparently this was over a social media episode where she liked the picture of another male and he didn't like it so he strangled her and now he's been arrested for that. Crazy um, how that goes. Let's see, is that Chris So Free? 16. Thanks for tuning in. I'm a wave to you. Good morning to you as well. We also saw that ESPN has laid off quite a few people. Uh, some of the names that I just jotted down real quickly uh, Jeff, Stan Van Gundy, I think. It's just Jeff Van Gundy, Jalen Rose, Vince Carter, Max Kellerman, and about 20 others. Supposedly to save millions. Well, for a long time, I have been watching this and paying attention to what goes on um, on the news and, and the mainstream media and stuff like that because I do what I do here. And I always like to compare notes with information that they share and then um, with information that is given to me. My guy, D.A. Nelson, all the way from Australia. Thank you for tuning in. Uh, he wants to be in the video, so let's see if we can bring him in. We're going to see if we can bring him in on Instagram real quick. And we're going to see what happens. Um, but you know how it goes um, with the ESPN things. And like I said, I, I usually like to get to them so that um, I can compare notes, if you will. Um, you know, get their take on it and then bring my story as I bring my story, as I always do, in my own words. So, I'm looking, screen's breaking up, Drew. I'm, I'm kind, of, I'm getting something. Uh, can't really see you clear. I hear something. It's kind of staticky, kind of grainy, but we'll work it out. You know, you can come in when you come in. Uh, let's see. 
Bexarica. Thank you for tuning in, Drew. Yeah, Drew, I'm hearing some some static and some partial stuff in the background. I see you typed in good morning. Um, I don't know if it's a bad connection or something, but like I said, we will definitely work it out. So people, just stay tuned in. If it works out, it works out. If not, we'll close it out and try it again. Uh, but definitely want to get him in because I'm sure he has some stuff he wants to get in um, about the Sixers and some NBA stuff as well. But nonetheless, uh, I am going to... Okay, cool. That works. That definitely works. Yeah, so we'll work that out. and You can just... um. There it is. We in there now. Finally got it. Say everybody good morning. Good morning. Everybody say good morning to my good friend, Drew Nelson, high school teammate. I don't know how he does it, but he's somehow still playing. Um, once the pandemic hit for me, it was a, it was a wrap for me. I was still playing a little bit with the guys at work in the league and whatnot. And okay, well that's good. It's good to hear. But you're doing more than me now because I'm not doing anything now. It's just I don't know. I guess here. In the city, you know, you were here, you lived here. In the city, it, it got kind of crazy um, with the pandemic. And I think in some ways people, for lack of a better word, overreacted. In my opinion, I felt like with that, it was something that was coming. If people researched and did their history, they know things like that happen every so how many years or whatever. Everything happens and then things come back. But long story short... Got a little crazy here, and they just like shut down like everything except for like supermarkets and stuff that people needed to get to. So we stopped playing, and then it was so hard for us to get money back because you know we paid for that league. So it was like a lot of us on my guys on my team that I work with were like, Listen, we're not playing, so we put this money up. We don't know when or if we're going to get to play again. We need to get some money back. It took a while. We all got our money back, but nonetheless, we are into what we like to say the frenzy or one of the frenzies, the NBA free agency frenzy. Hasn't Wait, been. Like can I, can I you yep, sure can. I have a question. What the hell is Daryl doing? <sighs> I know he's a patient man, but I mean. You know. Listen, you said I'm from Philly, of course. Yeah. Australia representing. Like, um, being an Eagles fan, general yeah. managers, there seems to be a big gap. Yeah. The, 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 the thing, the only thing I can think right now in, in all of, if you will, the, the lack of craziness, the lack of movement, is he is putting on a persona that he has the overall team's best interest at heart. He's trying to make people guess and figure that he will not let people go just for whatever. So I think that's why his asking price for Tobias was so high. And I just read this morning that his asking price for Harden was fairly high as well. And I think they're yeah, and I think they're trying to protect Maxi. And a lot of people are going People are going different ways with it, and people are, like, speculating like they didn't sign him to an extension. Good morning, Mag, on, on Facebook. Thanks for tuning in. People are talking that, like, oh, well, they didn't sign him, so what does this mean? They might put him in a the trade. They've already put out there, going back to last year, that they really don't have any interest in trading Maxi. In my opinion, if you're talking about moving Harden, 
basketball wise, you technically you can't move Maxi unless you get comparable parts back. And I'm not even saying comparable parts for Harden. With the where Maxi is right now, if you give him up, you've got to get basically the same thing, or at worst, extremely close to what he is right now. Back, and he's got, and he's got plenty of potential to grow. So I agree with them in taking him off the table, but the other side of it, the other side of it is for me, is I'm not a hundred percent sure what he's doing i can sit here and read some stuff and tell you what i think like i just did where i think he's going with it but it's hard when we inherit players that get to this point free agency and or trade and we have an asking price and don't get me wrong i'm not angry with the asking price because i feel like business side you got to start there and you got to trickle it down whenever it comes, whatever. You make do. True, but true. bottom line, we always get the players, when we get to this point, that their value tends to bottom out or the bottom tends to fall out days after ABC says, I want to trade or we got this free agent. He's thinking about I'm maybe not opting in or not resigning. And then like two, three days later for us, it goes to the point where, their asking price is too high, but they're but then you got to look at both sides too. And we always get these players where their value, when we end up willing to move off from them, their value is not where it was, kind of sort of when we got them. It kind of drops. And the James Harden situation, everything involving, and I got a lot to say about him too. I was talking to my to some people yesterday, and they talked about him and him wanting this contract, and I'm like, he, he doesn't deserve this contract. This max contract. Not at all. Not Based, at all. And then it comes out, they try to say, put out that he's angry in the way the Sixers handled the situation. Dude, yeah. look back at how you handled the situation. What do you mean? You quit. Harden. Talking about Harden. He quit. And then you turn around and you want, right, and you want that money. And then when they don't want to give it to you, then you have a hissy fit like these prima donna athletes. Listen, he's never, hold on, wait. One thing about Harden, he doesn't take, a, he doesn't take accountability. Never has. Never. Never will. Absolutely. That's why he's been traded and bounced around. Yep. And unfortunately, um, like, this is the first time Embiid hasn't taken any accountability for his actions. Like, I mean, yeah. he put it like, like he, he challenged Ben. Yeah. 
I stubbed my toe. Oh, I can't go tonight. Yeah, I might have to uh, be going to road trip. But I'll see y'all when y'all get back. I'll play when y'all get back off the road trip. It, it's crazy. Yeah, it, it, it's real crazy. So one of my followers. Mm -hmm. Go ahead. What I want to say, though, is that really quick, I called in on the, the James Harden thing. Um, and I think that he's trying to do more uh, solid by the signing trade. Mm -hmm. And he's also covering his ass by, if it doesn't work, he still has a place to go. He has a mm -hmm. place to land. Yeah. So, um, and it's not a bad and it's not a bad situation. It's not like you going, I want to get traded, and you come back, and it's like, oh, crap, what the hell did I do? You know, you're in a still, you're in a still, still in a decent situation. Now it's just the coaching change and what we get to put around it, which we, and I've told people all the time, I said, we're, we're kind of strapped. And I told people that people were like, well, what about this? And, and I said, listen, you, you, I tell y'all all the time on my show, I said, you have to understand the business side because the business side of this is where people lose sight and don't seem to understand what goes on and where the problem becomes is people say oh why can't we do this it's not that easy to just say trade james harden for dame lillard and have it done with it's like it's so much stuff now i'm not i just use that as an example but i know some people that i've talked to are just like why don't we do this and it's like it's not as easy as it's said Absolutely, 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 and that's some of the things that people seem, I guess, either overlook or don't really. It's a Philly thing, and they don't want to really come to grips with it. And it always happens here. And I tell people that all the time. I said I'm Philly all the way, but I got to tell y'all the other side because I see it. Because people were like irate somewhat with me, not irate, but they were a little disgruntled with me when I explained the Tobias Harris signing. When he first got this contract, he's on his last year on. And they were like, what did he? I said, listen, I understand where everybody's saying about the money because I was very disgruntled about the money. I hated the money. But you take the money away from it and you look at the business and the basketball situation. Got to the point. Got to the point. Right, it doesn't make sense. But the only small thing I said in there was Jimmy Butler we knew wasn't coming back. You had both of these guys. Where the Sixers were at the time, you could. I felt like you couldn't let both of them go. Well, I got an inside story, and it wasn't so much of a choice. Wasn't so much of a choice with Jimmy. But my point was, my small point was, I got you. Yeah, I got you. I understand. But my small point was, they couldn't let both of them just walk away. And again, the money was horrible but i understood them keeping them like i said i was never on on board with the money but like i said basketball wise situation wise taking the money out of it you couldn't really let both of them get away at the same time but again the money is what really got to people they just like forced over didn't even look at that situation like well they couldn't let both of them go and everybody just like the money and i got that I got the fact that the money was what it was, and it shouldn't have been. But now we're on the last year of that. Hopefully, maybe sometime during the season, they can get a team that will take a bite on that expiring contract if they're making the push for the playoffs. Because I think that's the only way we move to Bias Harris. I don't think we're going to move to Bias Harris before that. No, especially with, James, especially with the James Harden thing going on now. I don't think Tobias Harris is going to get moved before the season starts. Yeah, but I don't think the Tobias thing. 
I think, like you said, I think they're going to try and do him a solid as far as the James Harden thing, and he's trying to call himself doing Maury a solid or whatever, vice versa. Yeah, and I said, but I also think that now with that situation, it might push the Tobias Harris back a little bit. That's just my thoughts. Yeah, I'm not saying it. I'm not saying, yeah, I'm not saying it's definitely going to happen, but I think that might happen. But again, you have to. Right, and you have to get rid of that contract. You you have to. I mean, worst case scenario, it's going to come off at the end of the season. But we were cash strapped and we have no assets. Right. And like we pretty much well, we traded away a lot and inquired. Yeah, a whole lot. A solid. Yeah. Absolutely. So, Absolutely. I I'm frustrated and I just keep like There's a lot of people are better move and I'm actually I kinda like it. Yeah. But I see what they're trying to do. We try to fill holes. Right. Because well we gotta extend Maxim. Yeah. Um, they, you know, they have to be the extension. Well, yeah, I think he's close to Max. No, nah, not Max. Well, he's not close to Max, but it depends yeah. what he does this year. But right. if he's done anything he's done, he's going to be worthy of a Max. Oh, yeah. He yeah. should be. So, um, because every year he says, I got I equate Maxi to, like, Jalen Jalen Hurts. That's who, you know, I have an eight-year-old. Mm-hmm. And, uh. That's why I get him to to follow. He he loves Philly sports, of course, because of me. Right. But um, yeah, I just think uh, I'm just tired of more. I just we need something. Yeah, we we need we need fresh blood. And in my opinion, like you just said, agreeing with you, we kind of need some fresh blood all the way across the board. Like we need. Take left. I really want to keep Nian. I did too. I I wanted to keep George. they said he failed in the playoffs, but I don't think he was utilized correctly. I don't think he was either. And, and yeah, and I thought you know he, he did flash at times and, and, and late when um, he finally got around to put him in a rotation. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, he well, he pretty much he, in big times. I thought he hit big shots. Yes, he did. He did. Especially he did. He and him. one of the other things I, I liked about him was the fact that I kept telling people a lot. I said he gives you effort. And you can't Every teach time. you can't teach they and coach effort. Like I don't understand. Like I talk to some people that tell me they have basketball IQs, and then a lot of times I'll go into conversations and dialogue with them, and I'm like, "Are you shitting me? Really? Like you know?" And somebody said to me, "Oh, we lost George." I said, "Listen, again, going to the business side. I would have loved. I wanted to keep George. I was feeling like he was going to be here. You know, but." When I looked at what he signed for, three years, $27 million, and then I saw it was fully guaranteed. And I said, well, what the hell are you people thinking about? Yeah, I saw it was fully guaranteed. And I said to myself, I said, well, what are you people thinking about? I said, I would have went too. Fully. How many times now, and this is where I say I try to get people to business out, how many times do we see free agents get contracts or whatever and fully guaranteed you say you usually see certain partial guarantees or whatever 27 million fully guaranteed yeah. i mean hey what are you supposed to do what are you supposed to do you know it, it makes a lot of sense but again i would have loved like i said i would have loved to keep him but like i said one of the things that i felt like he gave us that you can't coach and was the effort and i think he should have been a utilized a little bit more 
Another player who I felt like didn't get utilized enough for the short time was Jaden McDaniels. And I'm only basing this off of everything that Doc said when these guys came into the picture. Well, we knew what George Yang was from the year before coming in. But when we made the moves and we got Jaden McDaniels, the first thing that Doc was on was his length will help us on the defensive end and, and this and this and this. And then you don't play him. And it's like, why don't you play him? You said A, B, and C about him when he was brought in, and now you're doing K, Y, and C. You know, you're doing K, Y, F, and whatever. You're doing everything wrong. Drew, Chuck just chimed in on Facebook. Yeah, you know, um, I agree with you, Chuck. Thanks for agreeing with me on um, on that uh, Jillian McDaniels thing. Chuck, I got uh, E. White. Yo, what's this, a Bodine thing, man? Bodine basketball. Bodine in the building. Got Chuck Bolger here. Chuck, I got Drew on Instagram. He just said hi to you. Eric White, I got Chuck Bolger on Facebook with you. I got Drew Nelson on Instagram. So it's like a Bodine reunion going on. What's going on? Ambassadors. The ambassadors are in the building. I love it. I love it. So, you know, we, we, we're talking about this thing. And, and like we said, the McDaniels thing. I mean, and we can go on with the list of players that we felt like should have been, because I felt like Montrez should have been played a little bit more. Um, I can't go. That's a rough one. It is a rough one, I, and I yeah, understand if you don't yeah, agree I with it like completely. Times, yeah. I mean, I feel like he could have played it before. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I also I felt like... I also felt like you, as a coach you maybe could have tried to find some minutes, certain situations for Deadman. Like, you brought these guys in allegedly to help out, and you didn't even use them. Listen, they were brought in back in bodies and for leadership and for, I guess, skill training. I, I, listen, um, like I said, I, I do. Like, I, I understand that with... I don't know. All right, let's start here. Mm-hmm. What did you expect from the difference with the nurse, the nurse, Nick Nurse? Like, I mean, I think that what are reason they like they said that the Harden had a conversation with Nick Nurse, mm-hmm. and he was allegedly right? intrigued. Wait, the first he said he's intrigued, right? And then all of a sudden he bounces back with the sign and trade. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, so I would have loved to have been a fly on the wall. Made a difference, right? What we say? What do you think though? Was the difference? Because see, for me, I think. And he realized he had to play fucking defense. Pardon my friends. Yeah. He realized he had to make he had to play defense. Of course. And he was like, okay, well, how about this? I can sign a trade. Because see, he won't go anywhere else for money. I mean, no. he really, I mean, it has to be about money. He's not see, he, about, he, like you said, his accountability is a question, a major question. And then his thing is, he got spoiled in Houston. Where it got yeah. to the point... It got to the point in Houston where he was basically allowed to do whatever he wanted. He was the God, absolutely. And he feels like he feels like now he wants to go back to that. But dude, you are like far removed. You're far removed from that. Mm-hmm. Okay, hold on. Like I thought he was serious when he like when he took a pay cut. Right. I thought he was like, okay, now he really rings. He got a lot of us. He got a lot of us like that. He got a lot of us. I agree. But he just, like, now all of a sudden, it's like, and it's taken so long. 
for him to come mm-hmm. and say, hey, either I'm going to stay or I'm going to go or whatever. Like, you understand, like, the longer he talked to make this decision, I don't know if he is, yep. like, the Sixers organization. Jay Reezy, good morning, good brother. To, but and right now, it's like, I feel like he's left him handcuffed. Yeah, he has. He has left him handcuffed. For a while. Because like you said, for him, he's going to fall. He's going to, like the cat, that he's going to bounce on his feet. He's going to land on his feet no matter what. Whether he does get traded or whether he comes back and ends up playing here for another year, he's going to land on his feet. But, and be paid. And be paid. But him, where he has, I guess, the wedge is he could fuck some shit up. Excuse my language, Mo. He could fuck some shit up. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and, and the thing is, this is why I call that sign and train because mm-hmm. him and Maury, if it wasn't Maury, right, right now, it would be totally different. Yeah, it would be totally different. He would option out. It would damn near, it would damn near be the Ben Simmons situation over all over again. Not so much the situation, but the the type of activity as far as him being. Um, difficult and things of that nature is what I meant when I said that. Not the whole Ben Simmons thing, but him being the difficult person that he could be. And I think you said you said it hit it on the head. It's like it's out of the respect and relationship he has with Maury. But I, I don't. This situation like is really really hard to gauge. It's crazy and it's hard to gauge, like you said, because I didn't even think about that much in detail of what you said earlier when you talked about the conversation, the initial conversation with Nick Nurse and he was allegedly reported as being intrigued. Then weeks later it's like now I want to sign and trade. Not even not even a week not even like not even that. So again, like you said, I'm I agree with you. Like I want to know what what happened in that second conversation or what changed in between that dialogue and you making that decision. Because like you said, you think it might be him having to play some defense. I think that's part of it because Nick Nurse is going to demand that you play defense. Nick okay, Nurse, absolutely. Nick, and no, Nick Nurse is going to hold you accountable, especially as his no, star no, player. No, I, 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 can't, I can't really hold out. No, <laughs> no, I can't call that because the everyone said that when he came to Philly and when you know when Doc was there and Doc is going to hold everybody like that's Jackie Bridges from Texas that never happened they were James Harden accountable. That never happened. Never happened, right. You know, so yeah, I, I see your point there. I see your point there. I also, I think, like, I think I think one of the other things. One thing we do know about Nurse is that he does. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's, I mean, even with, yeah, with the Rockets, even before, when, yeah. Yeah, actually, when he was coaching the G League, he right. was, um, you know, he was, he was known for it. Mm-hmm. You know, and he made his way up. And I'm hoping, you know, that that's what it is. Because, I mean, I'm sorry. For, from where we are, where we come from in our city, the Sixers are way too damn soft. Yes. They're soft. Mm-hmm. And listen, I'm like, I'm here in Australia, and what do I have? One of my good friends is an absolute Boston fan. And so, for the 10 years I've been living here, I've been eating Boston crow. Every time. Mm-hmm. I don't even have to watch the game. Before the game is over, it's like mm-hmm. a Boston. I get a text from him. It's the Boston thing. Um, yep. And the thinking, who we could have had other than Ben? Yeah. But that's not to the point. I digress. Yeah. I mean, well, everybody does. You know. And, and, and a lot of people. I'm just curious. If Maury has something up his sleeve. Like, the little yeah. thing. Like, like I, I, I think. I think going sideways. 
Yeah, I think I think he might have had something up his sleeve. And like you said, now that this monkey wrench has been thrown in, it is going sideways. Um, there's a lot of people have been talking uh, the Clippers in this situation um, as a trade partner. It doesn't with with what they were talking allegedly coming back doesn't put you any closer to a championship because you're going to get role players back. And initially there was talk of the Paul George being in the deal. Then you hear the rumors and you hear the talk. Right. But then you hear the talk of, no, then you hear the talk of Paul George and Kawhi Leonard being open to James Harden coming in, yada, yada, yada. And then it's like, and you still, and then you re-sign Westbrook. So like, huh, how does all that work? And what we were supposed to get back, we're looking at like, Morris, uh, who was that? No, Norman Powell, and I think maybe Terrence Mann. And like I said, good role players, but that doesn't put you any closer to getting oh, to yeah, the championship. And then later on after that, the Clippers also say, well, we don't want to part with any of our young talent. <laughs> so again, like going back to what you said, that those handcuffs now get tighter. Because we don't have any assets. No, listen. I mean, okay. Okay, I have a question because you do follow the sport and you do it constantly. Um, where you are right now, knowing your cap space and how your hands are tied, what would you do? Who would you go after? Who do you think you can sign and trade? <laughs> Yeah, I know. I, I think about it all the time. And I um, it, it is, it is, no wow, it is extremely hard because, like you said, those cuffs, Robert Reeves, thanks for tuning in, those cuffs are so tight. Uh, and, and the only way you could do that, for me, in my opinion, is doing something that I don't really want to do. And that means I'm not going to say it, but you know it. That's the only way. That's the only way. And like I said, it's something that I wouldn't want to do. If I'm that GM there, I don't want to do that. So again, like we've been saying, that those cuffs are getting tighter because you start fishing and you start looking. Okay, but okay. So now answer a question though. If you don't want to say Maxi, but if Maxi's on the table, where would you go with that? Like. I mean, what would you ask in return? <clears throat> it's it's very tough because, um, like people have said, and a lot of people have said, I, you did, I would think, I would have thought Bradley Beal, but because of our situation, we can't do anything as far as with the money. Um, Bradley Beal, I mean, not Bradley Beal, I said Bradley Beal, Dame, but again, the money and the age. The age. So... You got this window pretty much for MB right now. That's that's closing. That is closing. Um so it's it's just like Drew, it is it is so so difficult. And I appreciate the question because you're challenging me and I like that. Um no, wait, now listen, this is what I this is what I dream about at night. Sometimes. Wow. Like what am I gonna do? Like listen, this, this is what could I do? This is one of those yeah, this is one of those things where it's like 
you know, it's gotten to the point where you can think of some things, but then, like you, like we just did, you got to go back to, oh, well, we don't have the cap space. Well, we could do this, but we don't have any assets to sweeten the deal. Or the assets that we do have will send us in the wrong direction from where we want to go. Listen, I was very happy. I was, I was extremely, and I, I say this was just hard because um, where I live, I live literally. I live where um, Ben Simmons used to play. Okay. Mm-hmm. Where, where I live here, where the neighbors live, and for you know, to the east side. So we right. don't know. And so I was very happy. Like, mm-hmm. oh my God, he's, he's got to you, Australian. I'm here. He's going to Philly, and blah blah blah. And I was like, yeah, he's going to be this, and he has so much natural gift. <laughs> Yeah, I, I've said the same things about him, man. You know, it, it's... So I was, you know, I was excited, and I got it. I even, I even had a post this to my son. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, it's a bad an Australian connection. And, uh, and then it just, that. yep, yep. And I still think it was too much for Harden. I didn't just leave off Yeah, I think so. I yeah. Right. Yeah, I think they got roped into that game. Should not have been on the board. I agree. I agree. I definitely agree. Didn't get a chance to play. And and again, like you said, you called yourself selling us on the premise that you made these improvements, but we never got to see it. That's what I'm saying. We never got to see it. You sold us on that, but we never got to see it. The funny thing is, my little eight-year-old here gets upset, and he's already like keen on it. Like, mm-hmm. why did that happen? I'm like, okay, hold on. That's my thing. Absolutely. So, that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't understand where we're going with more. Yeah, I, I don't. It's it's funny, and I think we're in a somewhat weird situation because the current owners are not right they're they're just more business or they're into the flips they're into the flips they're going to buy the teams and flip them in and make money off of that and whatever they're not into the sport like a mark cuban or like a Pat Croce was as a GM, not so much as an owner as a GM. You know, Pat Croce was into the sport. Pat Croce was into the players that come into this team. Pat Croce was a voice, but Pat Croce was also, like we said, basketball-minded, where I'm going to bring in some character guys, and it's like, no, you want this much? Dude, you're not getting that much. We can do this. If not, we're going to move on, and we're going to get guys that want to come in here and do what they do. Same thing like I say with Mark Cuban. And sometimes Mark Cuban stretches a little bit, but you get the gist of what Mark Cuban is as an owner. Listen, Mark Cuban is invested. He's yes. invested owner. It's, listen, like today's business with sports has become, it's a business. It's now, Absolutely. And you, know, you remember back when we were younger, and uh, you remember when uh, Mr. Raymond bought the Eagles. Mm-hmm. He was like 400 million bucks. Yep. And that was it. That was it. And then, you know, well, he turned into a rich co-tight era. Was it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, about that time. He turned into crap. Yep. 
But it was like this. But now, it, listen, this is more of a secured bond when you buy, look at them, I mean, the billions. Yep. That you spend. Absolutely. We're lucky. At least, if, but listen, this, okay, let's shift gears. Look at Rodrigo. Look at Jeff Lurie. Mm-hmm. Jeff Lurie is what? He's, he's, he's an invested owner. Invested. Now, Absolutely. He also understands the game. He Absolutely. Like, he's going to make Danny. Nah, Absolutely. Okay. He's going to pay him with a head coach on. Mm-hmm. And, well, listen, I, I, you know, um, yeah, I'm not a Gannon fan, but I am. I'm not a Gannon fan because of the shit that he talked, excuse me, the stuff that he talked afterwards. Mm-hmm. Uh, when he got to Arizona about the media. And no, none of the media said anything like that over the perception. Clearly, the hard town. Yeah, yeah definitely. It it's a very hard town, and if you're into sports, I mean, we're diehard sports. That's us. Absolutely. So if you, yeah. So if you, you can't, if you don't understand it, you have the commitment. But I want to go now. Can we? Can we shift gears? Because I, I do have some yeah. questions about the Eagles. Oh yeah, no doubt. Um, the Kobe Dean. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he needs the opportunity. Hopefully, with what we lost as far as that linebacker position, he'll get the opportunity. Um. No, we know he's going to have Yeah, I think, saying, think I think that he skill. his skill set I think is very good. I think he's got, he's got great reaction time. Yeah, he's got great reaction time. And and I think he's but, going to give us something size. Size. Yeah, he's a little small. Yeah. Um 18? Yeah, he's a little small. But I think as far as uh the coordinator that we got from Seattle and and the way that I'm thinking or projecting that he may operate his defense, I think the size won't be much of a factor. Um, Because I think that will help him as far as in coverage and going sideline to sideline. I think he needs, and like you said, we know he'll get the opportunity. I think he just needs the consistent opportunity. And I think he'll get that now. He'll get that now. Um, well, hold on real quick. Because I've watched him 37 snaps, 34, 37 snaps last year. And I was super psyched to see him. Mm-hmm. Super psyched to see him. But in that time, he showed. But I still have that fear. And I had that fear because of the line in front of him. Right. They're all Big changes. Yeah. yeah. No, but I mean, I mean, but Carter... And, and especially, like, I think Davis is always going to be underrated. Mm-hmm. Because of what he set out to do, what his job is. Right. But he don't block. Yes. He don't bodies and everything else. So, uh, we were lucky last year without the injury bug. Yeah, we did. We did get through that. That was great for us. Well, I didn't say that, but then we still lost CJ for six weeks and whatever. Mm-hmm. Blah, blah, blah. But on the old, um, we think of Jalen Carter. I like uh, I like Jalen Carter. Oh, I wait, think. Wait, 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 wait. Come, well, hold on, come on, caveat really quick. Um, I'm here in Australia, so I haven't seen a lot of them. I only mm-hmm. I actually I saw the national championship game that I haven't watched. I'm gonna watch mm-hmm. that right before the season, so I can get an idea right. of what it is. But like, so you you have more. Yeah, you know. I I I feel like he's gonna be, um, right in line with what the Eagles want to be on that defensive line. They want to be mean. They want to be nasty, like they have been. 
And I think with his college teammate on that line with him, it is going to help him progress faster. Um, he is, in my opinion, from what I saw in training camp and what the reports I got from training camp, very cerebral, if you will, where he picks up on things. I, I've seen some things. Yeah, I went to uh, not. I mean, the OTAs, you know, stuff that I've read and some of the people that I've talked to. He's very um, cerebral, and that's a great thing for 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 the Eagles, and he'll pick up things fast. So I think he'll be really good. Um, you know, I think he'll still, as always with rookies, even no matter how good they are, he's going to have to catch up to actual speed. You know, but I think he'll get that. Yeah, and I think he'll get that. But I think I think the the difference with him will be some of the things, like we said, with the ownership and the investment of Jeffrey Lurie. The coaching staff, they're invested in him for him to oh, succeed. No, listen, they, listen, they've always been, and this is what I love so much about the Eagles, they go from the inside out. Yes. Offensive line, defensive line. Mm-hmm. And the way, like, projection-wise, I am super psyched. With, with the addition of Nolan Smith. Uh, I mean, they're, they're all undersized, but the mm-hmm. game has changed. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and back when we watched it, when Wilbur Montgomery was running the ball and Harold Carmichael, right. that's when we see, started. When I started. The, the one advantage the Eagles have with getting these guys from this SEC team and this Georgia team is a lot of those SEC teams have a lot of traits in their systems of NFL traits. So they have a lot. They have a little bit of the NFL game. Like I said, they just have to catch up to the speed, which is always a factor, and we know that. Not all of them do, no correct. Right. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. No matter what, there's, there's never 100% close. Oh. And see, that's what I'm worried about because, see, like, I watch Star Wars, JK Media. I don't know if I can say that or not, but mm-hmm. sometimes I watch them. And I listen to some of the things they say, and, and it makes sense. Um, like, dude, like, excuse my French. Um, I really want him. I want Jerry Carter and Nolan Smith to be dimes, like, you know, right on the spot. Mm-hmm. And I want Jordan Davis to do his job and Nicole mm-hmm. Bittin. But they're all Georgia. And I don't, I mean, you know what I mean? I don't want our locker, our locker room. The thing about the Eagles, which I love the most, which is above, I think, every other team in, in Philly, is that locker room. Yes. Yeah. And yeah. The closest ones to that locker room might be the Phillies. I don't want to become a Georgia locker room. And, right. You know, hopefully you'll learn from the Coxes, the Grams, the, mm-hmm. um, the Kelsey's, and whoever else. Everybody's there. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah, Absolutely. Um, and, and Kelsey, please give us two more years. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. cut it down it used to be like two a year for the fans to come to now they got one they've only got one this year and it's a weird right i used to drive up to lehigh when we would just drive up and go yeah yeah me and my friends we would drive up to lehigh we you know tailgate outside and do what we do and then go practice and then come on back home but 
you know, the advancement and everything has changed. So they have now they only offer like one open practice during training camp. And and it changes, it varies. So like this year it's in August and it's like a middle of the week and it's an evening practice. It's like a seven o'clock practice on like a Wednesday or something at the link. Or whatever. So I'll probably be there. Uh more than likely I will be there one way or another. But I miss, like you said, I miss the fact that that Lehigh was close enough where you could just get in your car and take the family and go drive up and sit and watch practice. You know, yeah, you to see those players so up close, like mm-hmm. those are two idolize. Yeah, yeah. You know, it, it's funny. Like, it's funny. I met Stephen A. Smith uh one time and it's ironically i met him at a and i met him at a soul game philadelphia soul game and he was in town it was nba and one of the things what funny and and the conversation that the brief conversation that we had i just saw him standing i just went and introduced myself told him what i did yada 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 and in there you know i also i dropped you know he was monte's roommate at winston-salem when monte went to winston-salem and i only know that yeah yeah i know that from another guy that used to work with me dead serious yeah Dead serious. There's a guy, a teacher that I used to work with at my job who was also there when Monte first got there. And he was the one that connected small us and world, told us, man. yeah, very, very small world. And one of the things he mentioned to me in our conversation, like real briefly, was he was like, yo, like, you don't seem kind of like starstruck. And I'm like, dude, like, I see you every day on TV and I see you in person. And then it's like, I don't think I'm starstruck because we do the same thing. He's like, what did y'all say? I told him I do the podcast and whatever, whatever. And he's just like, you know, it just, he's like, yeah. And I said, you know, I said, and all I said, I appreciate that, you know, because I, a lot of people, when I started doing this and then they started seeing me like at the, with the blue coats and being in the locker room with the coaches and with the players. And they was like, yo, like you be around on the players. How you feel about that? I said, like, um, inside of me, I'm looking, like you just said, I'm looking at some of these guys like, wow, I'm actually standing here next to, Nicole Dean, like just to say a name or whatever. Like I'm actually standing here next. But on the outside, for me, it's like I gotta put a buffer on that because a lot of those times when I'm there, I'm actually working. So I can't get good and I feel like I can't get good information if I'm too much of a fan. Yeah, if I'm too much of a fan of being starstruck and I think I get confused. So I try to stay that way. And like with the soul, the relationship I had with the soul and their players was so great that I still talk to some of those guys now, off and on when I post up, they chime in and then. So okay. let me start this though. Let me say this really quick. I had a minute, Andre. We all play ball together, and you and Monte were always. Like, you guys are the reason I played. Appreciate and, it. And for whatever reason, yeah, real talk, because I saw the efforts you guys put in. Like mm-hmm. I, I was new to it. Really okay. honest, I, was, I was very new to the game. Um, mm-hmm. My dad played and everything else, but it wasn't something I did. Right. And you and Monte, uh, I always remember your dribble, like in your size step. I remember all this stuff. I wow. talked to my son about it sometimes. You know, it's funny. And, uh, yeah, it's funny just real quick. I tell the kids at work, I work with you. I work with juvenile detention, detention and we sometimes we go to the gym. And they all look at me and they're like, oh, old head, you can't do this, you can't do that. And I said, listen, I'll tell y'all something. And I said, I got. Two moves that will work to this day. And, and, and there's nothing y'all can do about it. I said, and then the only other thing is, I said, I can shoot. So my knees may not do it right, but there's nothing wrong with my arms. I can still shoot. 
You know, and then I get out there and I play pig with them and I shoot and they're like, oh, you can shoot, huh? Yeah. And I said, listen, it's like riding a bike. You never forget it. You just get to the point where you get to the point where like, and I always say this, man, Kobe made it so monumental for me when he said it in his documentary that he did and he won the Oscar for. He said, I got to the point where my brain said, yeah, that's what you're supposed to do. He said, but the body said, uh-uh. It, it, we ain't doing that right now. We we not built for that right now. And that's he said. And that's when he knew. That's when he knew he had to go in. And now you know it's funny. After the fact, we talked about that. Me and my party, we talked about that one wild show, and we started talking about players retiring. And I said it's tough to get to that point, especially when you get to that level and you are one of those top tier athletes like a Kobe. And when it starts settling in, it's like, yo, I can't do this like I have like I did nine years ago anymore. And it's like, Listen, wait. When I found out that I couldn't dunk anymore, it broke mm-hmm. my heart. Yeah, it, it does. My heart. I can't dunk. I'm like, am I, and mm-hmm. now I have an eight-year-old. He's like, Dad, you can dunk. And I'm like, I sure could. Yeah. And, you know, it's funny. Like, for me, I had stopped playing for a while. And then we got back into it, like I said, before the pandemic. And then the first couple, first couple games, I was shaky. You know, shaky. I was like, look, I had to take a break and whatever. As I got into it, I got better. You know, and like you said, it, it never goes away. Things come back. It may not be as quick as it was, but it's still there. And after a while, I got to the point where it was once a week for me. It was it was some it was a workout. It was some exercise. I got to hang out with my buddies. So it was like, I got to go do it. And it was like I was looking. I would look forward to, though we played on Sunday morning, I would look forward to those Sunday mornings. You know? So, yeah, like you said, it, it happens. Uh, I play every Tuesday. Okay. Every Tuesday. Yeah, we were. Listen, I've been here, I've been here now 10 years, and uh, I've been playing for 9 or 10 years in here. Okay. And for me, like, for me it's, a, it's a way of... I don't know, reconnecting into way of... It's a release. Know, trying to stay young. Yeah, it's, it's a young. release. Stay young, and it's a release. Yeah, it is. It's a release. No, no, you know, wait, wait, no, no, because hold on, wait, because I had a kid, um, I was talking to my little Yikiak, you know, with the line, and he's like, called on you and I'm going yeah you're and like I'm wait what a minute what the, I barely touched him mm-hmm. listen, I, I get it ball, listen, it was, listen it was no blood no foul that's right that's right you got foul I don't see no skin I don't see no scratches play on play on play on yeah, I don't see no blood I don't see no scratches we play on absolutely but you know and I'm almost gonna kick out a lead but that's just mm-hmm. Well, I mean, it's where you come. It's your pedigree. 
so to speak. It's what you know. And I try to tell people that all the time. It's like the reason and a lot of reasons now when yeah, and a lot of reasons now when people begin to ask me like who's your top five this or who's your best this I tend to shy away from it because I always run I, I tend to run into the problem where I'll say magic like if they say my best point guard I'll say Magic Johnson and they say well what about him what about him why you ain't like yo listen you have to understand you have to no I'm just I just do that as an example I'm just saying you have to un, people have to understand when you say to me Dwayne what is your top five and I give you my top five Respect the fact that I gave you my top five, that you asked me my top five, but also respect the fact that it's my top five. And I'm not saying that you don't that you have to agree with it. Absolutely. But what I'm saying is don't get angry. Right. I just don't like the fact that some people get angry, like get angry when I say A, B, C, D, and E. And you like, well, what about this person? And you didn't even, yo, I said, I'm not, yeah. And that's why I said I, I tend now to to shy away from those conversations again like I said because I, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna find myself said I'm not it's not more than one way that I'll explain myself when all I'm gonna say is you ask me mine and I'll tell you mine and again when you ask me yours I'm gonna listen and I may say oh I might not have to put him on mine but I'm not angry with what you said that's your list those are your opinions that's your thought process those are yours that's your list and I may disagree with some people, I may disagree with the whole list, but I have to respect it because I asked you your list or your and to everything. Say this, I need to ask you. Yep. Now, it's a two-part question. How the heck did you come up with a top five? And what is your top five? I came up with this. Wait, 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 wait. Give us your thoughts. And we're going top five. Wait, wait, wait. Before you answer that, I need to let you understand. Like, see, for me, I can't answer that question mm -hmm. because it's generational. Right. So to speak, and the game has changed. Right. So, I think that in the top five, it's, it's very difficult. Like, you see, I would leave with, like, Will Chairman. Like, last summer, I was at Hershey at the stadium where, you know, mm -hmm. some other mm -hmm. points. Mm -hmm. Go there. Um... But then I move on through, like you said, with magic and that era. And then, well, for me, that was, you know, Julie Servant, always. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, and then I moved on to even later on with the Moses Balloon and, um, you had the Boston Strangler, Andrew Toby. Right, oh, right. Oh, I do. Right. Um, and then today, like, see, because, like, for me, like, it's, I don't care. Yeah. Bit. It's tough for me. Like, for me. And my if I if I pick the top five, LeBron wouldn't be in my top five. And that's no that's no disrespect to what he does on the basketball court. Me being a basketball fan, no disrespect that he what he does on a basketball court. But to answer the first part of your question, and I got this kind of like coincidentally with Dr. J when he was asked on NBA TV. For me, if I had to come up with a top five, I have to go based on all of the basketball that I've known and seen. So that means, like you just said, I can go back. Hold on, let me just say this. I can go back to. Hold on, let's see my top three first. Okay, and my top three are Jordan, Kobe, and why the hell can I not remember his name at the moment? Um, San Antonio played with Tim Duncan. The Admiral. Tim Duncan. 
Tim Duncan. Yeah. Okay. Duncan is just look at the years that he now, see, all the years yeah. he won. And he's just mm-hmm. oh, God, and well shit. And then we have a larger one and see there. Right, it's, it's so many. Yeah, it's so many. Now how do you have the quarter where, where do you find the how do you quantify it? Like skill sets. It is very, very tough. And I don't think I've but actually hold on, given hold on, but hold on. Jordan and Kobe take my top B because of this. Absolutely. I always watched um his his thing on ESPN Plus, whatever it was he did when he broke down different plays and different parts of the game. I, I loved watching that because it was it was somewhat unbelievable that an actual player an actual player can go that far and break down stuff that I never saw until he broke it down. Because you never considered. Until he broke it down. Absolutely. Absolutely. So definitely Kobe is in my top five. And I have Jordan in there. And for me, it, like you said, it's very, very difficult. Because in honesty, if I got asked a top five five times, I think it would change all five times. Somebody would change all five times, depending on the time frame. Because like you said, it's so much that we would we would have seen up until now. It depends on the era, like you said, the era for me of the person that's asking me. And then, like you said, it's just so much where I could say one, two, three, four, five. And then even that same moment, I could sit there and be like, damn it, I forgot about him. Or I could have, you know. So, yeah, it is. It's, and that's another part of the reason why I tend to not answer. Now, now, really, wait. Now, no, wait. Now, I really want to make it really, really complicated. Who is the best? Who do you think is your top five most athletic? Most athletic? <laughs> most athletic. Wow. You put I, that's the first name I was thinking was Vince Carter. Um, Might want to put his cousin in there. I was thinking Tracy McGrady. Jason Tracy McGrady next. Um, athletic. Uh, Chicago, Dominique, and Tom Champ, and then one to follow. Yeah. You could put Dominique. I could throw Dominique in there. And then it gets murky. I know it gets so murky. Wow, like this is a good Monday, man. You really challenging me today. I appreciate it, man. I'm not upset. No, I appreciate it. I appreciate it. I definitely appreciate it, man. This is good. It's good dialogue, you know, and it's what I live for, so to speak. Good. I think these, like, I'm gonna be glad when I get my partners back in here with me, um, because I always feel like. When we have set dialogues, we get to those dialogues. And then I think what makes it the best is when we drift off of right. those dialogues. Like we, it's not so much drifting from, from, from the main topic, but it's stuff that we think about in between and then we add it in. And I think that just brings more umph, more juice 
to the whole situation as opposed to us sitting here saying we're going to talk about all these NBA trades and we just go through a list of trades and all that. And we went here, we went there. I think that's the beauty of uh, what I do, and I think, I think that's where I have the most fun with what I do. Exactly. That's why I have your job. You know, so, you know, I, I, I think I'm appreciative of what I do. I'm actually, in a lot of ways, I'm humbled. Um in what I do. Well, let's say that this is not where I ever thought you would have landed. I, I didn't think so either. So, so, wait, but you did have a, um, a, a mad love for sports, though, when we were in mm-hmm. high school. And yeah, so I guess it does make sense that you went there. Yeah. And you know, it's funny, like, it, it, I had people tell me, like, yo, like, you talk sports all the time. Like, why didn't you do something with that, you know? And, and I'm like, because it's usually just me and my buddies and we just sitting around and, like, I got friends that are Boston Celtics fans, some Sixers fans, and other fans, and Eagles fans, and Broncos fans. You're like, we all over the place. So it's like we get together, and it, we just do what guys do. We just start talking, you know, and then it happens, and it happens. And then it came to a point where I saw an, inter- saw an advertisement on social media for an interview for another radio station on the internet, and I just said, to hell with it. Let me just give it a shot. And it's been, it's been eight years. Yeah, it's been eight years in. Yep, that's how it happened. I got, like I said, I went to went to an um an open cast and open audition, and one of the things it was a not where I'm at now. It was a different radio station. You turn what you love into what you do, and for that, thank you, thank you much, thank you much. You know, and like I think about it, like I like I just said really quick because there are a lot of Eagles fans here in Australia, and there's a guy here and stuff, and I talked to him about having a podcast. He doesn't seem interested. Mm-hmm. So, um, but anyway, I like I told you when I first got here ten years ago. If you remember one of the texts I do because I felt like a real goofball afterwards because I, I the phone hadn't adapted whatever and I wasn't really getting a lot of fees in it. You were my sports feed, okay? Because you know you were my friends and listeners. Mm-hmm. So you were my general sports feed, and uh, I don't know if you remember when I told you that. Like, yeah, I do. It's great now. Like I, I'm hoping, hoping I can get some more legway since ESPN and laid off so many people. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, no. yeah. What is going like, on listen, there? you know, it's funny that me and my partner, it was a story a few years back and where they were talking about ESPN and they were saying like ESPN might be in some trouble. Matter of fact, it was Richard that I was talking to. Me and Richard were talking about it a while back. And we both were like, yo, like, and Richard was like the same way. He was like, yo, dude, like, I, I don't even look at ESPN anymore. He's like, I, I wait for you to post stuff or I go somewhere. He's like, because yeah. ESPN had gotten to the point where it was, in yeah, my opinion, over-exaggerated. In my opinion, where a lot of the guys yeah, then, were okay, over-exaggerated. Wait, 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 wait. The only thing, I hate it, the only thing that I had here in Australia was ESPN. Mm. Like I said it was you. So what you're saying is what I get. Now, mine, take that times the fact that I get more, I'm on ESPN, more Australian stuff, mm-hmm. sports, things of that nature, actually more through Fox. Bottom line is, it, it just, it just, it was nothing. I would get nothing. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I just wouldn't. And I have to, well, shit. Now, you got to stay in touch. No, but hold on. But ESPN is biased because I'm mean, like, even oh, now yeah. I'm watching. I get my, I get my um, NFL Live. 
Okay. How come they talk about everybody but the Eagles? Mm-hmm. I finally got one cast on the um, Jalen Hurts thing when mm-hmm. um, he made the announcement of the soccer thing. Yeah. Yeah, what do you do? But um, that's what I'm stuck with. Yeah, it, it's weird. You know, it, it's funny um, that ESPN has gotten to where it is now. And then, like I said, when I first saw the, the initial um, posting of the layoffs, and then I saw the names, and then I actually had done a story um, where Jalen Rose had talked about some stuff that was going on um, on ESPN how people got replaced. You know, it's like how people, like some of the former athletes, the minority former athletes, would get picked up and then they would get to a certain point and then as they get to a certain point where it's looking like if we renew his contract, we might have to give him a raise. Like they let him go and then they bring somebody else in. And this is what Jalen Rose was saying. And I was like, I took it with a grain of salt. And I'm like, yeah, because he was still there. He was still employed there then. And, and, And it's like, it's real weird when you look at it now and it's like, okay, so makes sense. Yeah, for me it made sense shortly after I saw the story and I heard it and I read it and I'm like, yeah, that makes sense because I was like thinking like, wait, I haven't seen so-and-so in a while and I haven't seen him in a while. So it made sense. So see, I think that's my point. Like here, I don't, because see, I get cricket, I get um, our mm-hmm. NFL here, I get all that, so it's not you know I don't get it. What you're telling, like, what you're telling me now, is like pretty much new, right? Because I don't get all that, right? So and that's why I say when I when I follow you sometimes that was it, which sucks. Mm-hmm. I I do get some posts though from Facebook and yeah they said oh look Perkins is sitting back like, mm-hmm. <laughs> we haven't been fired yet, but um yeah um. Yeah, so it is. First of all, the way of the country, the way of the country is going, going. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I think well, part of layoffs are I don't know. It just seems like those of color have seen have been. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you uh, know, it, 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 they kind of like. So, no, hold on, but wait. I think we should send out a memo to Candace Owens and see what she thinks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let Let's do it. Why not? Let's do it. Yeah. You know, I, I think. Yeah, dribble, dribble the ball. You know, I, I think, I think one of the things also to to notice with these um, ESPN uh, layoffs, and, and the big shock that everybody's talking about was um, with uh, the NFL draft analyst Ty McShay. He got laid off too. He got laid off. He got laid off as well. He was one of the names. Yeah, he got laid off, and that was like the biggest. Yeah, that was like. The biggest before even even went people mentioned a little bit of, little bit of the minority stuff whatever he was like one of the big names that got there and I couldn't believe it it was like because it it, it seemed like right it's like when you think ESPN NFL first name you think of is Ty McShay whether it's a draft or not first thing you think of is Ty McShay and it's like it, it got to the point where. When you heard other stuff, and it's like, all right, now I got to wait and see what Todd says to compare exactly. notes. And now you don't have that. I so, didn't know he was yeah, he, he and, and, and ironically, well, not ironically, but it's just real weird that this is happening. And we just had an NFL draft like last month. Yeah, 
and now he's gone. So, you know, and it's it's going to be tough for people like you, um, who are where you are now, and not in in the states, and you're very limited initially in what you get as far as sports. Now, for some of you that only could get ESPN, it's going to look totally different. It's going to look totally different. And I don't know how people are going to react to that. It's going to seem strange. It is definitely going to change. Like, I'm anxious to see during this, like later today, I'm anxious to see what, when I go back and check for more free agency updates, I'm anxious to see what shows are on and who's on those shows. And now that we have all these layoffs. Listen, listen, Tom is shaking the land on his feet. Oh, yeah, no doubt. I think he will. Yeah, absolutely. Because yeah. I mean, you still got Fox and CBS. So, but if ESPN keeps making these cuts, how are they going to land on their feet? Right. Right. That That's the biggest issue. Where some of these guys, like, okay. you could say. Right. Well, you got me. I'm still here. I'm still here. <laughs> yeah, I'm still here. It, it's, yeah, it, it's going to be. I see. I, I feel like I'm going to be doing more work. Um. I feel like I'm feeling. I feel like my reach is going to get more broad. It's going to get broader because, like you said, there's so many people. There's so many people now that are going to be without um, and are going to want to catch up because they're so big of sports fans. They're going to need to catch up and want to catch up. And I always pride myself. And I say this uh, uh, 10 times a day, every time I'm here, I say it, I pride myself on being truthful and honest and standing on what I deliver to you. I always tell people, I said, when I give you these stories, give it to you in my opinions and my thoughts only. I always read this stuff before I bring it to you. And then I take my interpretation and I bring it to you that way because I feel like I, I deliver more genuine as far as the sports fan and knowing a little bit of the business side. So I can give you both as opposed to like people really didn't believe me. And, and I've only I know this from being in a building and being and being with the reporter who sat in on one of these business meetings where it's like people didn't believe me when I said to people, I said, like, you know, your mainstream TV shows are not as genuine like you mentioned a little while ago, as you get with a podcaster or someone like myself. And I said, because with me, I said, I'm doing all of the work. I'm searching for stories to bring, catching the top stories. But then I said, then I'm also going through it and reading everything, making my own interpretations, and then I bring that to you. I said, believe it or not, and I had um, the gentleman... um, Daryl Austin from Bungie Brand, and he said he saw the same thing at a radio station. I said, yeah, people don't know this. I said, when you have those mainstream shows, I said, they had those production meetings. They have a staff that comes in and they put t- they put topics out on the table. They pick the topics that they want to talk about. They feel like they can have some dialogue with, some up and down dialogue. You know, like with Stephen mm-hmm. Day, like they pick the topics where they know 
those two are going to have moments where they're going to go back and forth. Right. But I'm just saying, they're just there. Right. So they picked the stuff like they're going to, we know they're going to go back and back on this. We're going to put that in there. And then they have people that do the research and give them the binder with the research. And then they do have their own stuff in it. But they just come to the set and it's like, all right, this is the topic. This is what we're going to talk about. And then they go. They don't do a lot of that research. You know, like you just said, Stephen A is just Stephen A. And he's going to be Stephen A anyway. And like I said, the gentleman I had here with the radio station, he said, yeah, like when people call in, he's like, you know, those are not live calls. I'm like, yeah, like I don't understand how people don't know. He's like, yeah, he said, I'm sitting there and somebody called. They recorded the call. They told him what to say. And then they recorded it. And then when it came time for that to be played, they played it like it was a live call. Like they recorded everything. They recorded from the beginning of the call. And I'm like, and I'm like, yeah, you didn't know that? He was like, no, I really didn't know that. I said, yeah. I said, because it's, it's very rare that you actually, I said, it's hard to call into a radio station and then they pick up right away. Because there's so much going on. There's so many other people calling. It's like it's very rare that you call and get picked up. And I'm like, you ever notice if you call, you never go right on the air. A lot of times they put you on hold. You know what I'm like, yeah, I said, you know, I said, listen, I said, when you listen to, like I said, people here, I said, listen to Divine Givens, and he's talking, and I'm like, yo, people say, they call, and he's like, yeah, when we come back, we're going to get to this person, this person, and this person. Like, this person, you don't know how long, this person could have been on hold for a half hour or more. So, yeah. you, you got to take, you know, got to take it for what it's worth. And like I said, I think, I, I feel like I do a good job. I've been told that I've been doing a pretty good job. So I, I'm going to stick with it, you know? And like you said, I'm no, pushing listen, listen, to the next level. Been, you've been doing this since I got here. It's been a decade I've been in Australia. Mm-hmm. And you've been doing this since. And I, like I said, I was following it since I... Because, you know, I wasn't into Facebook. <clears throat> mm-hmm. But you had that loss. You had that itch. You had that itch. See, you had that itch. You're a sports guy. You had that itch. And you yeah. weren't getting, you weren't getting what you, what you really wanted. But no, but listen, like the hardest thing is like trying to, like, I see your stuff all the time. I try to like it and everything else. And mm-hmm. like the first time, like in 10 years, right. I, do, I used to catch up with you and we have this conversation. And there's so many questions I need to pose to you at different times, but mm-hmm. it's a geographical right. problem. So, right. Uh, I'm glad that I'm here. Oh, absolutely. I'm, I'm glad you chimed in. Glad you tuned uh, I, in. I still have questions about your opinions, and um, I'm going to start with the, again, I'm going to go back to the Phillies now. Can we start there? Yeah. Oh, no, wait, wait, no, not stop. Can we back up? Can we go with the Flyers? Like, like what, that mess? What's going on with that? That mess? That mess <laughs> with the Flyers? I don't uh, know. The Flyers? Yeah, sure. Yeah, I don't know what's going on. I think the Flyers right now are in the position that the Phillies were in. Rebuilding. Two years ago, where when they had Clintac, when they had the money, but he didn't want to spend it. And I'm not sure if the Flyers actually have the money or whatever. But remember that time when the Phillies had the money and they just weren't spending it. And then they finally switched over GMs and they said, oh, dude, I got all this money sitting here. Let's go make it see if we can get. And then it was the Bryce Harper. And then now, they, like they did with the Splash, they got the Castellanos, the Schwabers. And then you bring in a guy this year like Trey Turner. But you see the difference. The Flyers are, I think, definitely in a rebuild. Well, I, well listen, I don't get much. But from what I was listening to the other day, uh, they were in a rebuild mode. Which I'm, mm-hmm. I've got, actually, I've actually ESPN, here we are. 
I've actually got two games from them last year that I, I was out and about or whatever and it was recorded. Mm-hmm. And I, I would have watched them, but I know they're both losses. Yep. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, so it makes you like, uh, I don't really want to watch it now. Like, yeah, but I don't get to see them at all. Right. Right. So, so it's, it's like, like you, you got that, you got that razor blade, and it's like I'm gonna get cut either way. So which slide, which, which way do I slide down? Right? Do I want to take the, do I want to take the cut in the front or the cut in the back, or do I want to take the small cut or the deep cut? Right. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And you still can't get the sixes. Uh, I don't even get my money worth. Nope. <laughs> they lose way too many. <laughs> Listen, I had it for a season and a half. Um, at the time that I had it, they were allegedly talking about before Comcast switched over to NBC Sport. They were talking about, oh, Comcast is going to lift this ban and this and that. Because I always no, felt it, it ain't never did. And I always found it strange where when it was NBC Sports, I'm like, okay, I got NBC Sports Philly, but I also have NBA League Pass. The Sixers are playing in Oakland, playing the Golden State Warriors, and I still can't see the game. Like, I understood, right, on NBA TV, I couldn't see it here. No. No, that, that is where it was. I couldn't see it. Like, a lot of the most of the Sixers games on NBA League Pass were banned. That was the reason I got rid of it. Be and it was crazy, like you said, because I'm like, all right, if it's an NBC affiliate, where is the problem? We don't have any of that. I know, and I'm just saying, I, I feel your pain. It's a different, no, different saying, feeling. Wait, okay, hold on, wait, wait, hold on. Let me see. Do you remember back? You, of course, we do. Remember back in the day when it was on Channel 17? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Why the hell do we need cable today? More money. Like, I mean, it's the money to get people the money. Uh, uh, and and then, uh, and then people okay, can do more. They can do more. They can give you more when you pay for a streaming service. But it's about the money. Yep. And why they make the contracts they make. Yes. And like this shit gets tiresome. Like it is. Especially when you're like I I I have an eight year old. And mm-hmm. I try to explain to him, like, first of all, um he's an AJ Brown and Jalen Regger fan. I mean cool. Jalen Regger, excuse me. Jalen Hurst fan, sorry. Okay. Um, cool. I love it, and I try to tell him, you know, Jalen Hurst is Jalen Hurst is the mama mentality. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't know, seriously, think about yeah. what the kid. Is. I'm gone. Yeah. Before you went, like from Oklahoma, the boy got benched. Yeah. I wish I had. He went somewhere else. See, did, listen, I wish. Listen, I wish I had the same mentality because if I did, you'd be interviewing me now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. And I'm trying, this is what I'm trying to instill in my son. He loves AJ Brown and he loves um, Jalen Hurts. Like, mm-hmm. like, well, his jerseys and stuff, like, because of daddy. Right. Yes, I'm about that. Um, my point being is, that's what I want, like, for him. Mm-hmm. And, and he's been, uh, and, you know, they say you, you want him to be able to enjoy it. 
No, I want him to. I want him to be a beast. Okay. Yeah, you want to be a beast. Absolutely. I, be I need him to be. Man okay. I need him to be maniable. I get about it. About what he does. No matter what. Listen. No matter what it is. Whether it's a sport. Absolutely. Or whatever it is. Yeah. But I, I get it. He loves sports. He does, you know, mm -hmm. sports and stuff, though. So I just got to direct him right now, though. Um, he's in the golf. Right. Yeah. Now, funny thing, mine's is, is 15 now. Black and Filipino, and he thinks he's Tiger Woods now. Right. Yeah, like, mine's is, yeah, mine's is 15 now. And, and, you know, I got here, I got that father-son thing. Oh, you played basketball, you know, why your son? I said, listen, I had a moment with my son, and, and I was actually proud. Um, of my son when we had this moment as far as with the basketball thing what he came to me and said to me was he said dad you know i understand that you played basketball and you were okay you were pretty good whatever no listen he said to me no hold on hold on i'm gonna tell you what he said to me was he said dad i don't really i'm not into basketball like that to pursue it but i do like to play and he said I just want to be good enough to consistently play with my friends and not be just a kid they throw in to get rebounds and not do nothing and do nothing else. He said, I want to be able to play, but my real love is football. I got that. And I said, I, I respect your answer. And that. Right. So now he's on his football and he's into it now. Where he's been going to the gym, he's got some friends with him. He's in the gym. Fifteen, he's getting in the gym. He's starting to realize the things that he needs to do. So he's begun on his own to try and change his eating habits and put in the work. And I told him, I said, "Listen, you know I got your back." And I said this to you. I said, even when you wanted to play basketball, I said, if you want to do it, I got you. Whatever it is you want to do. Like you just said, like you said, whatever it is you took, I, and I'm in that same mood. You, you got to go. You got to go all in. We got to put in the work. You got to go all in. Put in the work, and mm -hmm. I will back you 100. 110%. Listen, I'm going to back you anyway. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. Yep, but when you show me, when you show me that you want to put in the work and you start putting in the work, then things tend to change a little bit. And they change for the better. Wait, okay, well, here's my disappointing fact. Well, mine isn't either. Mine's mine is a work in progress. But I also uh, told him. Right, listen, listen, he's eight, can't ride a bike. Oh, okay. Yeah, There's a difference. Uh, and see, I think one of the advantages one of the advantages I have is because we play sports, and I'm still here in the states. I have a lot of friends that play football, I have a cousin that play football, uncle that coach exactly. football. So I have outlets where if I need the help, I can get the help. If he needs the help, we can get the help together. That's I think that's one of the best things about it. And I think and I think even though it's a different sport and I think the fact that I played a sport, I refereed a sport and I was a coach of a sport, I think that's going to help him immensely. Um, when he does really get into it and everything like that. But I also told him that I see what you're doing when you got with your friends. You want to go, so work with your friends. Anything you want to ask me after the fact, I got you. But 
I'm going to support you when you doing it on your own. Now, you get a hiccup, you get a speed bump, this is what I'm here for. But I'm very appreciative and I'm proud of the fact that you want to do it on your own. Yeah. Okay, now here, wait, now, here's a point uh, I need to bring to your attention, I guess. Um, Like, you know Josh Kidney? Yeah. Josh? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And they don't have an, or it was just weird here. They don't have, like, high schools don't play high schools here. It's not like it is in the States. Okay. So what do they do? High school, they, they, they're like, they're normally pros or semi-pro, right? Not even, no, listen. No, I'm saying there's kids growing up. There is no, oh. like, like, so like we had, like we had the PIAAs here. There's like, there's none of that there. There's no basketball teams. There's no, you know, you go play your um, rival, like when we were voting and we were playing, I don't know, we played everybody from what, Overbrook to... right. Engineering and science. Mm-hmm. This is our only wins. Right. <laughs> right. So, uh, like... So, true. wait. Let's not lie. So, right. So, there... Like, ain't seen here. Yeah, so, so like... We got our two wins. Right, so... But anyway, they don't have that here. Okay. So, high schools don't play high schools. schools okay. They don't even call them high schools. They don't play each other. So, um... Really here, it's... It's more about personal development. It's... You know, um, okay. This is a guy I have a card from. He's from Philly. He's from not from Philly, but he's from the states. Like just kidding. So it's it's more a local thing. Like you have to take your kid to those things. Okay. It's not like, so you know, like schools is in schools. So it's kind of so it's kind of correlated for us. I'm guessing in the lines of like. Uh, community recreation leagues, AAU, where you have to actually take, and that's it. It's like it's not like, so it's not like here you have like now that they've advanced everything here in the states where you've got middle school kids getting ranked in basketball and whatever, and then they progress to high school, and then while they're in high school they progress to the AAU and stuff like that. So there it's just if you want to play, mom or dad has to take you somewhere so you can play. It's not like I'm gonna go to school. And we're going to work on getting you on the school team and none of that. It's just you go to school, you go to school. When you come home, if you want to go play, we got to take you somewhere to go and play. Okay, I get it. Yeah. Ah, so, wow. Yeah. But wow. Gee, for me, that, that denies so many kids. That's why I said wow. Like, I feel like that's a disservice because it may, in my opinion, and this is me with my coach's hat on, it makes it that much more difficult for the kid who who wants to play something who is not athletic who may be 12 years old wants to play basketball but has never picked up a basketball except for in the house rolling around picking it up carrying it dribbling it from room to room or whatever so it makes it i, I get what you're saying it makes it that much more difficult listen netball you know what netball is, right? Uh-huh. Yeah, netball is more popular, or as popular as basketball here. Yes, wow. Like wow. When you go past like schools, and then you have footy, which is the, the you know, mm-hmm. that thing. So that's what you see. Baseball, wow. though, is picked up. And okay. I got, I'm taking my wife. Um, I actually had a friend from England, 
and a couple of people I took to a baseball game. Mm-hmm. But at least this is the stuff that I miss. I, I've got baseball gloves and stuff, but these are the things that my child misses. Right. I, right. Know. I get that. Yeah, I understand. And because, you know, what we went through, what we did, and how we ended up in a sports that we ended up mm-hmm. in. And I have to put in the extra effort. Like, first of all, I have to say, my son's Eagles fan for life. For life. Yep. That's the, I, I've, I've accomplished the mm-hmm. first mission. That's my son. He's an Eagles. He's a football basketball. So he's Eagles Sixers. He's not so much yeah, on the baseball. Okay. Nowhere near any closer <laughs> as the Flyers, but so basketball and football. But, but, well, yes. And he's now getting sort of into baseball, but he loves golf. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's just I don't know, dude. Like I, uh, it's I like to I want him to like, so, so let me ask this, so, so I get uh, uh, even more clearer um, interpretation. So, being as though the situation and this is what it is, so like there's not even is so is there I'm gonna ask is there levels like it would be here in the states? So like here when we have the leagues, we have like five or six year olds and they're playing. Biddy Lee and you know they don't call they every we know the five or six year old every now and then they're gonna pick the ball up and run with it that's incorporated into that game and then they can move up and you got to do a little bit more and you move up and you do a little bit more so do they have that there as well or is it just you come and, and you play okay well here it's more there's a specialty there are people that yeah I'm sure there are people that are from the states uh, and actually, if I can find him, I met his wife. The wife's moving somewhere. I had his thing there. Anyway, he was from the States. He's from San Francisco. Anyway, he was a coach. He coached at uh, a couple of schools or whatever. Mm-hmm. And he has a basketball academy here. That is, like, it is very personalized. Okay. So, in other words, it's up to your parents. And, yeah, as far as I've seen, it's up to your parents. And if your kid's good at something, such as basketball, then you pay. Okay. Gotcha. It's not like with us, where you're good and, you, you know, you know, we have the free lo- free leagues and things like that. Everything now is, you got to pay for it. Mm-hmm. Okay. And, and I, that's, that's my frustration because my son, like, he has a big interest in it. Right. But he doesn't because it's not okay. Like I said, netball has as much as oh no bullshit. As a matter of fact, I saw um, what's his name? Um, he just signed a contract. His son. Why can't I think of his name? North Carolina point guard. The mellow ball. The mellow. Okay. Yeah, he just got that yeah, extension. Okay, yeah. He, a team here. he actually owns a team here. Okay. Yeah, and that's when I took my son to go see him. And I have a video somewhere. Anyway, um, it's more, it's just simply just about money and mm-hmm. coaches. And, and that's what I say. That's what it frustrates me. Because yeah. it's not, what I think the sport was full, what sport is all sports are supposed to be about. Mm hmm. So, yeah, especially at that younger that's, age. That's it. Yep. Yeah. But they love cricket. <laughs> no, dude, listen. I listen. I have tried to get into cricket. I've tried. I really have. 
and I know you have so many wickets and certain things, but it's well, baseball derives from it. So right. every time I start watching it, I start thinking of baseball and then I get stuck. And you get stuck. Yep, absolutely. So wow, you look like this was a really great conversation, man. I'm glad it cleared up for us. I'm glad you got in. We are at the end of the road for this Monday. And again, shout out, thank you to again, classmate, good friend, high school teammate. Guy Drew Nelson, all the way, all the way from Australia. Great, great dialogue. Um, very appreciative of him joining in, joining in, being able to join in. Very appreciative of him continuing to follow. And again, shout out to our other ambassadors that were here with us earlier: Chuck Bolger Jr. and Eric White. Always tuned in. So I appreciate you guys. As always, remember each and every Monday right here on HeatMahoneyRadio.com. This is where you can find me. Also, at Sports Rap CEO on Instagram, Facebook, Sports Rap Podcast, LLC, is the group page. You can also get the YouTube channel where this video will go up uh, probably later. The audio will go up probably tomorrow. Uh, iHeartRadio, Apple, Google Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast, And this YouTube channel, Sports Rap TV. Make sure you get over there. Subscribe to the channel. Like the videos that you like. And hit that bell. So you'll be alerted when new videos go up. So we had, again, great dialogue. We talked some Sixers free agency. I didn't really get into the big free agency. But what I will do for you all on social media is I will get the NBA updates and I will post the link so you can keep track as long as I keep track and you will get updates. And then and again, like I always do, when I see stuff, get my alerts, I will definitely share them with you. Again, Drew, thank you for tuning in. Thanks to everybody. On Instagram, everybody on Facebook, appreciate it. So now you know, you know where to find me, you know where. And and any other time that you feel like on a Monday you want to chime in, we'll chime in and we'll get it working, we'll get it cracking, and we'll do what we do. We got some things coming up, so I appreciate you having me. All right. All right, y'all. Thanks, everybody that was tuned in. Like I say, be great on purpose. Enjoy this Monday. Enjoy your holiday tomorrow. I'll be at work, but enjoy your holiday. Go outside and get you some of this sunshine and enjoy the rest of your week. Peace. Peace. Peace.